welcome to the pre-snap podcast presented by line star all things fantasy football with a little bit of sports betting as well alongside tyler weeman i'm shannon somerville on today's show week four we are fading a lot of chalk in fantasy football today we've got sleepers they rule in week four plus don't miss our touchdown calls of the weekend who will see the end zone got some great matchups tyler in week four we do i can't believe it's already week four week four in the nfl not only do we have some great nfl games though tyler you and i are going head to head in fantasy football this week oh yeah we are (laughs) so that is exciting it is let's go i say we uh make a little wager what say you all right i'm down I'm down. So, I figure you have something in mind. I already. do. Yeah. I'm not dancing. So, <laughs> we have to see. You can pick any touchdown celebration dance of any player and reenact it for us. Okay, so that's and what it'll go do. on the line star so social just, media. I could just do the waddle. You could just do the waddle. That that'll suffice. Would the uh, Gronk smash work too? Gronk smash. Oh no, nah, gotta be current. Ah, here. dang it! <laughs> <laughs> gotta be current. All right. So All right. Uh, <laughs> fine, I'm in. <laughs> All right, lots to get to today, including your daily fantasy projections. We'll start off with the quarterbacks this weekend, and first we're looking at. Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota, who is very highly owned this weekend in week four. Also got Josh Allen going up against the Ravens, Jalen Hurts going up against the Jags, and Lamar Jackson against the Bills. That is must-see TV. I have a feeling those are going to be some video game numbers in that one. Starting with Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota going up against the Browns. Now, this is an interesting one here. What do you make of his matchup? Uh, So one, let's start off with the ownership here. I think this ownership this early is going to change drastically. I think this ownership will come down, but it is one of the higher scoring games on the slate. Mariota is cheap. So I do understand, you know, him coming up in a lot of lineups. I just don't think he'll come up in this many. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if he is anywhere around these ownership numbers, I am not touching him. Uh, it, it still is Marcus Mariota. He has been good, but I don't think he has the ceiling that we need. The Browns have given up the 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and oh, yeah. even Joe Flacco carved them up mm-hmm. in week two. Yeah, but not Trubisky didn't. Terrible <laughs> matchup for him. Yeah. However... Uh, Mariota is actually 13th on the leaderboard in fantasy. So he's been a nice surprise he's for a lot really of fantasy good. owners. And I like Mariota. And coming into this week and into this game, I was totally thinking he would be one of my low-owned quarterbacks to mm-hmm. talk about. Sure enough, though, ownership <laughs> is coming out and he's super high. So a lot of people thought like me earlier in the week. And with this type of ownership, I just can't do it. You know who else has a pretty favorable matchup oh, this yes. week? Josh Allen, the MVP favorite, is going up against the Baltimore Ravens, who are allowing the most passing yards in the NFL. This could be a big game for Josh Allen. And yeah. the Ravens have also allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks as well. Could be a good game. What do you think, though, given that the field is all going to be all over this one? 
the field's going to be all over Josh Allen the entire season and the way he started. He's been absolutely incredible. He is an every week consideration regardless of the matchup. He's on fire right now. He's versus a poor Baltimore D. You have to really like him in this matchup. How do we like Jalen Hurts going up against the Jags? This is a homecoming game for Doug Peterson, uh, who was the one who drafted him when he was the head coach for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. He said that Jalen Hurts will defy all the odds this year. And in fact, his odds for MVP have gone up. He's got the third best odds behind Allen and Mahomes to win the MVP this year. He's had phenomenal season so far terrific how do you see his matchup uh, going up against the Jaguars this week I like his matchup again here I am fully willing to play Hertz I am willing to stack him with either Brown or Smith I think both of them are in a good matchup today I really do like Hertz if the five percent on DraftKings is real I will probably be playing him um but this guy just keeps improving He's Mm -hmm. dual threat. He's putting up huge rushing numbers. He can throw the ball. He's putting up crazy uh, passing yards. You hit the over on him last week. Yeah. And I I really like Hurts again this week. He's third in the league in passing yards. With how good Allen Hurts and Jackson have been, like, you I'm never going to say, like, <laughs> no, we, we got to fade one of these guys. Speaking of Jackson, mm-hmm. on the other side of that Bills matchup, again, this game total, the highest on the slate for week four, yeah. for good reason. And Lamar Jackson, once again, putting up numbers comparable to his campaign where he won the MVP. In fact, his numbers are actually even better. Yeah. What do you expect from him against the Bills? Uh, I mean, he's put up back-to-back 100-yard <laughs> rushing games. He's been incredible. He's going to keep doing it. This Bill's secondary is very beat up right now. So, once again, I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm fully willing to go to Jackson, Allen, Hurts. And I don't think anybody on the slate has the ceiling that these three guys do. I would be surprised if one of them was not in the optimal lineup. It's crazy to me how well Jackson is doing, especially considering that the receivers have the seventh highest drop rate in the NFL, yeah. and he doesn't have the weapons that guys like Josh Allen, Tua Tungavailoa even have. But he has uh, Mark Andrews. <laughs> there and you go. Andrews His reliable, trusty tight end. Absolute beast. I know I said it earlier, I think in our uh, preseason shows, <laughs> that I thought Andrews would be the tight end one on the season. He is right now, and I think he will be the whole season. Yeah, he benefited from Marquise Brown mm-hmm. going to the Cardinals. Definitely a beneficiary of absolutely some of the throws on there. Let's talk about some sleeper picks at the quarterback position. Justin Herbert's at the Texans. He's a little banged up, mm-hmm. dealing with some fractured ribs. We saw him last week struggle a little bit against the Jaguars. However, even when Justin Herbert struggles, he still manages to put up 297 yards and a touchdown. What do you make of his matchup this week against the Texans? So, one, it's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I did just say that besides, you know, nobody really has a ceiling of, say, Allen, Jackson, Hurts. Mm-hmm. Herbert does. He's going low owned, so he's an obvious pivot for me. We, The Chargers, as a team, are dealing with a ton, ton of injuries, and there's a couple things with that. One, they are missing their left, left tackle, so that is a big deal mm-hmm. and should be 100% considered. He won't have as much time as he may normal, 
normally. But they're also missing Joey Bosa. They have some injuries to the defense. So Houston maybe can move the ball a little bit and make this a little bit of a shootout. And if it is, I love Justin Herbert. Also, the Chargers may have to be a little more aggressive on offense just because their defense won't be quite as good. That's a good point. You've seen in games where he has to put up those numbers. Oh, he will. He'll go toe-to-toe with the Mahomes of the league and just put up those video game-like numbers. And the other point, too, is with all these injuries, and Keenan Allen may not play again, uh, even the different pass-catching options are shrinking. With the less mm-hmm. you know options to go, it's easier to stack guys. And I like myself a Charger stack. How about Russell Wilson going up against mm. the Chargers? I mean, the Raiders, rather. Yes, the Raiders. The, the Raiders are actually allowing the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So while Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos offense have really struggled to find a rhythm on offense... They're going up against the Raiders, who are also struggling a bit. Uh, The other thing is they've actually gone against some good defense. Seattle isn't a good defense. However, it was in Seattle, and on the sidelines, Tyler Lockett was telling everybody that they're using their same plays. Russell Wilson had the same (laughs) plays, same calls as years prior, and their first game is with the Seahawks. Like I don't know how he actually did that. And they didn't change anything, but that was the case. So I'm going to give him a little bit of pass for that. He then went against a couple tough defenses here. Now he's been terrible. Mm -hmm. I brought it up to you yesterday that I think it's very interesting that Geno Smith threw more passes last week than Wilson did all of last year. There might be something to that. Still a little bit too early. You know, maybe Carroll didn't have full faith in him <laughs> and that he is super overrated. But this Raiders D is bad. The Raiders offense is also good enough to put up points against the Denver D, turning in this into a little shootout. And we have seen Wilson put up really big numbers in the past. He has some weapons. He can do it again. And if Wilson is optimal, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Raiders pass catchers was as well. His let Russ cook ability could be in there somewhere and we could just see it against this Raiders team. <laughs> yeah. And there, there's a lot of different factors here. He's still learning the new, new uh, team, mm-hmm. new coaches, all that. I do worry a little bit if he is just super overrated. <laughs> he is trailing Daniel Jones. Baker Mayfield and Geno Smith in fantasy points this season. He has absolutely been bad, uh, but his price has came down Mm -hmm. fairly significantly, and I think you can take a chance on it. This is one of the games of the week that could be a surprise shootout. Let's go to some high-owned running backs, and in this one, we will find a running back who's Absolutely had a complete resurgence this year. Saquon Barkley, he's going up against the Bears. We've also got Lions' Jamal Williams. They're facing the Seahawks. And Josh Jacobs of the Raiders going up against the Denver Broncos. Pittsburgh Steelers running back Najee Harris going up against the Jets. Saquon Barkley, as I mentioned, just having a phenomenal year where he's really putting up numbers that are comparable to his 2018 breakout rookie season. Mm -hmm going up against the Bears in this one who have struggled out of the gate, specifically the defense as well. Given the ownership, though, and the chalk is all over this one, 
What do you make of his matchup? Anytime on this big of a slate where we're seeing 40 plus percent own guy, I'm going to strongly consider to fade him. Now, Barkley is back. He's going to get the ball as much as he possibly can. The Giants are pretty much without wide receivers. They lost Sterling Shepard last week. Uh, Tony's probably out again. Their draft pick is out. So they're really limited there. So it's all going to rely on Barkley here. So I don't mind it. I, I will probably play a little of him. I will not go overboard. Highest scoring running back in fantasy this season. He's been great. And they're without the wide receivers. He's probably going to be targeted a little bit mm-hmm. more, which just ups his floor. You know, I, I can't say totally fade. <laughs> Are we going to fade Lions Jamal Williams going up against the Seahawks? 168 yards on the season, which ranks 20th. And what we like to see as fantasy owners, four touchdowns uh-huh. on the season. What do you make of his value in fantasy for week four? Uh, so this team as a whole is pretty banged up. Uh, Chark joined the injury list uh, today. Amon Ross and Brown were not too worried about. DeAndre Swift is hurt. And with Swift, obviously he's getting a big bump up. Everybody thinks he is 100% the starter, which he is, but I still think it's going to be a timeshare. I think he may have 60% uh, to 40%, something Mm -hmm. like that. And with the ownership we're seeing on him right now, I have a hard time following that. He he will need to have a two-touchdown game to really kill you uh, in fantasy not having him. So with that, I'm probably not really going to have much of him. He has a favorable matchup, the Seattle defense, allowing the second most uh, yards to running backs Mm -hmm. through three. However, like you mentioned, the ownership is there. Just Mm -hmm. might not might not be worth it given yeah i mean if he gets one touchdown having him is great but he's not going to make your lineup with Mm -hmm. his ownership if he doesn't get a touchdown he could kill your lineup (laughs) (laughs) is las vegas raiders josh jacobs going to kill our lineup it's going up against the denver broncos he has 192 yards in the season which actually ranks 14th Now, no touchdowns for him. Mm-hmm. Sad face, but Denver is Denver's actually allowing the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. So this one was curious to me. Uh, How Den- do you evaluate? Yeah, Denver as a defense has been super good so far. Jacob's workload has been really solid. He's a solid running back, but I can't play jo- chalk Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. He isn't a top-end RB. RB, as we've seen, has been kind of a mess so far. And following a running back like Jacobs being high-owned is difficult for me. How about Najee Harris? The Pittsburgh Steelers running back is going up against the Jets. Okay, guys, everybody's in on this. However, the Jets aren't that bad, I swear. As a Jets fan, I got to support them here. However, I do see the path, you know. The Jets aren't that bad. Their defense is poor. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing here is that Najee is going to get the ball as much as he can. He can absolutely beat this Jets defense. We have a decent price point. So I think it is a decent play. The one thing I do worry with Najee, and we saw it a lot uh, last year, is that I don't know how much of a ceiling he has. Mm -hmm. He rarely has a huge yardage game if he's not catching the ball a ton. Mm -hmm. 
uh, with Trubisky. He's caught the ball a little bit, but not as much as he was last season mm-hmm. with uh, good old Big Ben. Well, Trubisky's not throwing the ball, period. Uh, he doesn't like to throw the ball down the field really to anyone. Yeah. And if he does throw it, though, it, it is usually to Harris. Mm-hmm. Although Absolutely. their offensive line ranks 21st, they just haven't been good. Mm-hmm. Watch out for Quinnen Williams of the Jets. He's been pretty dominant, just saying. To some low-owned running backs where we can find some sleepers. Mm-hmm. Khalil Herbert. Bears are going up against the Giants in this one. Last game, he had 157 yards with two touchdowns against mm-hmm. Houston. Now, what do you see about his matchup in this one? So, for this one, let's start off by saying talking about David Montgomery. David Montgomery lo- uh, left the game last week, and that's when Herbert took over and just dominated Montgomery is likely out. He isn't officially out. So ownership is likely to change big time here. I would expect Herbert to be one of the higher owned guys. So right now, it's not showing that he Mm -hmm. is likely because Montgomery is not officially out. But just keep that in mind. But Herbert is going to be a focal point on this offense. It's a low scoring game. The offense is going to run through him. And he's done really well every single time he has had this type of chance. So I don't mind going back to him even at uh, higher ownership mm-hmm. just because his price point is fairly low. Another offensive focal point, Cordero Patterson of the Falcons going up against the Browns. Mm-hmm. Patterson, 302 yards, third most rushing yards in the NFL, having a phenomenal season. How do you evaluate his fantasy matchup? So this is one of the highest scoring games of the week. And as we've seen, Atlanta is relying on him Mm -hmm. when they're in the game and he's able to really rush. Every time he's got 18 plus target or touches so far this season, he has been an absolute beast. I see that continuing this week and we may be missing Miles Garrett, which is obviously a huge blow to that Browns defense. So I really like Patterson. I Mm -hmm. think he's going to touch the ball a lot in this game. And if he does, he'll do well. He's been an absolute fantasy stud this year. He's been great. Okay, let's talk about uh, Rashad Penny for the Seahawks Mm -hmm. going up against the Lions in this one who have been kind of crushed by running backs. And they've given up the second most fantasy points to the running back position. So Penny's in a favorable spot Mm -hmm. in this one. What do you like about his matchup? Uh, He's in a favorable spot. Travis Homer also just went on to the IR. Uh, We have Kenneth Walker there Mm -hmm. too, but Penny is clearly the best and most talented running back here. He has big playability. Mm -hmm. He is cheap. He's in a good game, and Detroit hasn't been able to stop anybody rushing the ball. So I think Penny's in a really good spot. I like his price point. If you need to save some money, he's he's a great kind of dart throw. We love those nicely priced running backs. Mm-hmm. We also like Nick Chubb because he's been awesome. He's going up against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He's off to one of the hottest starts we've seen out of a running back. He's leading the league with 341 yards. He's got four touchdowns on the year and going up to the Falcons. Now, they're actually not bad on defense, mm-hmm. and they have been kind of limiting running backs. However, Nick Chubb's just been – Absolutely phenomenal. Love those Georgia Bulldogs getting out there and putting up points for our fantasy owners. What do you like about his matchup against the Falcons this week? Yeah, the Falcons 
aren't a bad matchup. They also haven't faced much as mm-hmm. far as running backs. So point. I'm not too worried about so far their their numbers as far as versus running backs. But Chubb is an absolute beast. The offense relies on him and runs through him. He's having a Jonathan Taylor-like season so far where mm-hmm. he's putting up huge yardage. Yeah. He's getting a lot of touchdowns. And I'm going to just keep going back to him if he's low-owned like this. I mean, why not? Yeah. I'm so surprised he's so low-owned given all the numbers that he's been putting up. Wait, it's because Hunt is there and mm-hmm. Hunt, you know, yeah. does take mm-hmm. so much of it. But Chubb's been getting 20-plus carries or right around there frequently so far this season. So there's no reason to discount count him because hunt is there because he's getting you know a rb1 type workload from our low owned running backs to our high owned wide receivers richie james jr going up against the giants stefan diggs against the ravens deontay johnson will be facing the jets and cd lamb the cowboys wide receivers going up against the commanders Richie James Jr., the beneficiary, sad to say, of an injury to Sterling Shepard, who uh, suffered an ACL injury. He's done for the year. So there's some value there for the Giants wide receiver. However, given the chalk is here in this one, do you like this matchup as well? Well, the Giants are hurting big time. Mm -hmm. Danny Dimes. He's definitely Danny Dimes' favorite target Mm -hmm. that is left on this offense. But it is really hard to follow a chalky receiver where Danny Dimes is throwing you the ball. Mm-hmm. So I do have some reservations going here. Uh, they do have a couple other guys. They have Sills and they have Slayton. Um, Slayton, when he's got a chance, has actually been really good. Hopefully the Giants will give him a, l- a little bit of one uh, in this game. Hopefully they don't go to Galladay because <laughs> Galladay just looks awful. <laughs> Uh, one thing to note for you season-long uh, players, too, is Tony is likely out this game, but he's probably a pretty good stash in season-long. He is probably going to end up taking this uh, WR1 spot for the Giants relatively quickly once he's back. The New York media crushing Galladay. I feel oh, like he's a bit sympathetic. <laughs> but they should be. Like He's getting paid all his money, and he is awful. <laughs> you know who's getting paid? And, and is putting be. up numbers. Yep. <laughs> Stephon Diggs, who will be facing the Ravens this weekend. He's leading the league in receiving yards, going up against a team that allows the most passing yards in the NFL. This is a mouth-watering matchup for Stephon Diggs. Are you on board with this, though, considering the rest of the field will be here as well? Look, he's been an absolute target monster. He is Josh Allen's favorite target. I think you got to keep going back to him, especially with Gabe Davis still banged up. Dave, Gabe Davis mispracticed again today. If he is limited or can't go at all, like that just sets up for a monstrous target volume day for a Diggs versus one of the worst secondaries in the league. So I think you got to like it. Could be a great day mm-hmm. for the Bills feasting on that Ravens defense. Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson going up the up against the Jets in this one. Now, we haven't really seen Mitch Trubisky air it out that much, mm-hmm. although he does go to Deontay Johnson a little bit here and there. We've seen some great catches from him. 196 yards on the season, which ranks 25th. Going up against the Jets, ranked 16th in passing mm-hmm. uh, defense there. Do you like this matchup? Deontay is getting a ton of targets. The Jets obviously are in a great defense. 
But you have Trubisky. But you also have Sauce Gardner. Watch out for him. You got Sauce Gardner. Johnson is is very good, though. But mm-hmm. yeah. like I said with Richie James, I have a hard time following mm-hmm. chalk with a Danny Dimes or Mitch Trubisky throwing you the ball. The other thing is that Deontay is averaging less than 10 yards per reception. He's just not getting very many yards. If he doesn't get one to two touchdowns, like he's not really that useful for our uh, fantasy rosters right now. So I'm fine with him on FanDuel where he's really not being used, but on DK, I can't really do it. Can you go to CeeDee Lamb for the Cowboys who had a great game in Monday Night Football? He'll be going up against... The commanders in this one, in the Monday night football Mm -hmm. game, 87 yards and a touchdown. It was his best performance so far of the season. Finally, we see some CeeDee Lamb love from the Cowboys offense. Are you going there, though, for week four? How funny is it how much one week of it, like, makes? Mm -hmm. There is such a huge difference. Literally, everybody was totally off Lamb. He has one one game in primetime, and now he's going to be super chalk. We also have Gallup likely coming back, so the target share is going to spread out a little bit. I don't love it if everybody's on him with Cooper Rush throwing the ball and Gallup coming back. The other thing is, over the last two years, Lamb has averaged 6.05 fantasy points per game versus Washington. Interesting. So he has not been great versus Washington. He has Cooper Rush there. We got a lot of ownership going his way. A good reminder, though, that you mentioned people jumping all over C.D. Lamb. Mm -hmm. Overreactions can happen, especially this early in the season. And got to take it all into account. Mm -hmm. So we might be fading him. There's tons of good receivers on the board that you can go to. So I'm really not too worried about uh, not following some of that chalk. So some other wide receivers that you can go to, Mm -hmm. more sleeper picks, Michael Pittman. The Colts are going up against the Titans in this one. We've also got Christian Kirk that we're looking at. The Jags are against the Eagles. DJ Moore of the Panthers going up against the Cardinals. And Romeo Dobbs of the Packers, one of the new rookies that uh, Aaron Rodgers is liking these days, going up against the Patriots. Starting with Michael Pittman going up against the Titans, who've given up the fourth most receiving yards and most touchdowns to wired receivers. This isn't the same Titans team we've seen in years mm-hmm. past. Do you like Michael Pittman for today? I do. I like him a lot. He is literally the only target for Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan is going to keep looking his way. Pittman was a beast last year. He's going to do this similar type stuff this year. And the Tennessee pass defense just isn't great. So at this low of ownership, I love it. And I'll be going there. Another wide receiver we're loving this year is Christian Kirk of the Jaguars. He's going up against the Eagles in this one, which will be a tough test, although Trevor Lawrence has been looking great, more like the Trevor Lawrence everyone was touting mm-hmm. when he was initially sure drafted. Does. Kirk has 267 yards, which ranks eighth in the NFL. Going up against the Eagles, though, which, as I mentioned, will be a tough test. It will be. Absolutely. Eagles defense is great, but this Jag offense might actually be really good. Mm -hmm. The other thing is Zay Jones was added to the injury report uh, today, so Thursday. So that is, you never really like a guy being added this late in the week. 
if he misses, it only means more more targets for Kirk here. Uh, slot wide receivers have done very well against Philadelphia. Mon Ross St. Brown kind of ate him up. I'm not saying Kirk is as good as a Mon Ross, but Kirk is pretty good. Uh, we know the Eagles are going to put up points, and so it'll mean Jacksonville will have to try and keep up, and I don't mind going to Kirk here. Interesting stat for you guys. Trevor Lawrence last week in week three had the second fastest throw time at 2.4 seconds, only behind Tom Brady. And then when you look at the Eagles defense, they have a pretty fast pass rush, 2.7 seconds. Ooh. So he's going to be getting it off like real quick, a blink of an eye faster yeah. than they can get to him. So that will be crucial as well. Yeah. He did find success against that Chargers defense, mm-hmm. though. That yeah, is pretty did. good. How about DJ Moore going up against the Cardinals? Just two yards, measly yards in one reception last week against the Saints, and he hasn't had more than 43 yards in a game. He has been So I'm wondering what's your angle here? Because I know you have one. I know you got a trick up your sleeve. So DJ Moore was one of – kind of like my guys coming into the year. Like I have a ton of him in best ball. I really do believe him in him. I thought Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback he had played with. Eh, it might not be the case. <laughs> Baker's been awful, but Moore is still getting six targets a game. And the thing that is crazy to me is that he is only catching 39% of his targets. Mm-hmm. His career average is more around 68%. I cannot see that 39% number mm-hmm. stay and if it does, Baker Mayfield's not going to be the quarterback anymore. <laughs> uh, but that has to come up. He is very low priced for his ability, and he's going against an Arizona defense that's just awful. Uh, also, CMC did miss two practices. He probably plays, but keep an eye on that because if he doesn't play, it's just more targets for more. Romeo Dobbs of the Packers has emerged as – a go-to receiver mm-hmm. for Aaron Rodgers, who he was touting before the season even started, that he's got some talent. He's going up against the Patriots this week. Last week, 73 yards on eight targets, and that was against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who have the best defense right now in the NFL. What do you like about him going up against the Patriots and uh, the hoodie? And it was eight receptions on eight targets. Yeah. Uh, it was also the first time – that Aaron Rodgers has had a receiver not named Devontae Adams <laughs> catch eight passes in a single game since 2018. That's a good stat right uh, there. Rodgers likes him. Mm-hmm. He has shown up. He's been playing. I like Dobbs again. I'm going to keep kind of going there while his price is low. I think he's a pretty good receiver, just young, and I'm going to keep going there, especially if ownership isn't got to give it to you you've been talking about him since before the season started i i I did he's definitely (laughs) one of the guys i liked a couple other things that i wanted to say as far as injury issues if amonra st brown uh is playing i do really like him uh chark also just showed up on the injury report so that is interesting also mac hollins he had a huge game last week uh, he will probably be high-owned if Hunter Renfro is out, mm-hmm. but Hunter Renfro still hasn't been at back at practice from his concussion mm-hmm. a week and a half ago. And if he's not back at practice now, 
I highly doubt he's going to play. Right. What we've seen is from these concussion issues, if they miss one week, it could be a lengthy absence. So, um, so I do like Matt Collins too. So those are your low-owned wide receivers. Now we'll get to your tight ends and one of Tyler's favorite tight ends this season, Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. He's going up against the Bills this week. You've also got Kyle Pitts going up against the Browns. Both of those tight ends, high owned. The field is headed there. Mark Andrews has just been incredible this season. 245 yards, three touchdowns, and has been one of the favorite targets of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Are you going with the field? I, If I am using Lamar Jackson as my quarterback, I absolutely am going to Mark Andrews. On the other side, if I use Josh Allen, I'm also probably going to Mark Andrews mm-hmm. here. He has been an absolute beast. He's a target monster. He's <laughs> only real target uh, or tight end in the league that literally is commanding like a 30% target share. He's a beast. I like him. The matchup's fine. Kyle Pitts, who has been somewhat of a disappointment to a lot of fantasy owners over the first two weeks, didn't have more than 20 yards. However, last week we saw a little bit more, over mm-hmm. 80 yards against the Seattle Seahawks this week facing the Browns a little bit favorable, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. You're, I, not, you're not too enthusiastic. Hey, I hope he does that because I have him against you. <laughs> uh, but look, every D, every defense is looking at him as the wide receiver one, and they're really focusing on stopping him. As long as that keeps happening, Mariota is going to go to London. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've seen so far. I think that continues to happen uh, for now, at least mm-hmm. with ownership on him. I have a hard time going there. Right. The one thing I will add, though, is that Miles Garrett could miss this game. Mm-hmm. And that's a big hit to the Browns D. So all Falcons players look a little bit better if that's right. the case. Miles Garrett was in that car crash. Mm-hmm. However, good news. He seems relatively okay did you see the car did you see a photo of it i did not oh it, it was pretty bad, bad. yeah Ugh. so fortunate for miles garrett that he is okay however we might not see him mm-hmm. this weekend which is could be uh, advantageous to the falcons to the falcons yes let's take a look at some low-owned sleeper tight ends gerald everett of the chargers is going up against the texans and david njoku going up against the Falcons in this one. Now, Everett has played a season-high 75% of the snaps last week. He kind of had a poor outing last week. Then again, the whole Chargers team had a bit of a poor outing. What do you see from his matchup against the Texans that you like? He still has 20 targets on the season, so he's almost getting seven targets a game. He's pretty cheap. He is clearly one of the preferred options for Herbert, especially with Allen out. Uh, also, without their left t- tackle, they may need to get the ball out a little mm-hmm. bit quicker, which generally means dumps off to the running back, dump offs to the tight end. So I like uh, I like Everett here. How about David Njoku going up against the Falcons? He had his best game last week, mm-hmm. 89 yards and a touchdown as well. Do you see him kind of getting more in the mix of this offense against the Falcons? I think he has to. Mm-hmm. So one thing is that they paid Najoku over over uh, the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a very athletic guy. 
he is athletic enough to put up some of those huge numbers. As we saw last week, he had a great game. Uh, the one thing I will bring up that he did miss practice today, so watch, uh, you know, make sure he's playing and that he's good to go. Hopefully he practices tomorrow or Saturday here. But uh, I like him. The Falcons' D isn't that good. He's super athletic. He's still pretty cheap. I think he's a great pivot off of the uh, more expensive Highland guys. Let's take a look at our defenses, our high-owned defenses. Bears are hosting the Giants, and the Bears have the – they're dead last in yards per game. So the Giants certainly have a cake matchup for this one. Do you like yeah. it given the field is there? Uh, I like both sides mm -hmm. of this game as far as defense, super low total. Uh, the one thing I did bring up last week, too, is I hate playing high own defenses. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably off the Giants just mm -hmm. on an ownership basis. It's extremely hard to predict what happens in, uh, in a game for a defense. So. We've also got Steelers going up against the Jets and Cardinals at Panthers now. For Steelers against Jets, the Jets offense, mm -hmm. ninth, but they have had seven turnovers, so could be favorable to a Steelers defense. We have seen them force some turnovers, although they're still without uh, T.J. Watt in this one. It's going to be a different Jets team, too. We have Zach Wilson mm -hmm. back, so... You know, I don't know totally what to make <laughs> of it. Uh, I personally am very worried about playing Jets players this week. Not only is the Steelers' defense good, but also that, you know, target share may change a little bit. Maybe he doesn't like uh, Garrett Wilson as much. Maybe goes back to Eli Moore a little. I don't really know there. So I'm scared to play the Jets. Steelers' D is fine. But again, like I said, they're higher owned. Don't love going there. Also higher owned, the Cardinals are at the Panthers, who have the third fewest yards per game in the NFL. You mentioned earlier how Baker Mayfield has struggled so far this season. Mm -hmm. A little surprising. We thought some of the players on the Panthers would be the beneficiary of having a new quarterback. Hasn't really been the case, which is something a lot of people are looking to exploit in week four by choosing the Cardinals. Are you going with them on this one as well? If the Cardinals were at home, I probably would be. Mm -hmm. uh, being away, I don't really love it. Uh, Panthers obviously aren't great, but they're also not turning the ball over a ton. So I don't love it. Ownership is there. Just kind of meh. Just fine. Just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that word. Uh, yep. <laughs> If, if anyone watched, tells me I look fine, I'm immediately changing my outfit. You guys watch the uh, baseball shows. You know, she doesn't <laughs> like that. So from some high-owned to some mm -hmm. low-owned sleeper picks where we can find a little bit more leverage. Bears going up against Giants, who are bottom half of the league in terms mm -hmm. of their offense. Could be good for the Bears. What do you like in this matchup? Yeah, I, I do like the Bears here a little bit. Like I said with the Giants, it's low-owned. The other thing is the Giants don't have wide receivers. Mm -hmm. So they can really focus on trying to stop Barkley. And if they do that and they force Danny Dimes to throw, he doesn't throw that many dimes. That nickname <laughs> is not a good one for him. It is not very descriptive of how he actually is. We are not cashing in <laughs> on those dimes yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are we cashing in on the Colts this week? Going up against the Titans, who have the seven fewest yards per game in terms of their offense. 
They also turn the ball over quite a bit. In fact, six yes. turnovers on the season. What do you like about this Colts defense? So the first two weeks, the Colts looked absolutely horrendous. Mm -hmm. They were away both games. They came back home last week, played a tough Chiefs game team, played well. That defense started to step up a little bit. Again, we're home team. They're cheap. And uh, it's a, not a very good offense that is turno turnover prone. So I like taking some shots here. Take those shots for all of that information. So you can take some shots as well on Daily Fantasy. Check out linestarapp.com. Lock in your subscription, $29.99 per month. Everything you could possibly need in one place to dominate Daily Fantasy and also dominate sports betting. We've got a new tool called Props Edge that will help you find the best edge against the sports books in prize picks, underdog. Go out there and win some money. Lock in your subscription today, linestarapp.com. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, be sure to like this video if you're enjoying our content. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and also sign up for those notifications so you know when we're coming out with new videos. Now it's time for our touchdown calls of the day. Who's seeing the end zone this weekend in week four? Tyler, who you got? I am going with Nick Chubb. He's been an absolute beast this year. Keeps getting in the end zone. He's going to do it again this week. I'm going Christian McCaffrey. He's going up against the Cardinals this weekend, who are giving up the second most points in the NFL right now. Christian McCaffrey's had over 100 rushing yards the past two weeks. Now, he's only had one touchdown on the year. I think that changes this week. Although I do have a little bullet point or asterisk for this one. He did miss practice nursing a hamstring injury. So that's just something to keep an eye on. If he is out for this one, I will pick a new one. Make sure to follow us on Twitter so that you can get that if, in fact, he is out. All right. All right. Week, I like week it. four already. I know. And the big I'm matchup excited. we will keep you posted on, of course, is our Tyler versus Shannon. In, oh, yeah, that's a fun one. In fantasy football, we'll keep you updated on that. I'm sure next week we will see Tyler doing a celebration yeah, dance. Sure, <laughs> sure. I, uh, I do like these weeks, though, where there's a lot of chalk that I'm not too excited about. Uh, yeah, generally I mean, tends to be profitable weeks. We're definitely getting some leverage this mm -hmm. week. Good luck to you in your daily fantasy matchups and in your season-long fantasy and in your prop betting this week. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments below. We will see you guys next time. Have a good one. Have a good one, guys. Bye.